All right. Welcome to our edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm Wiso Vasquez. Behind me, a nightclub, like Amy said. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, hopefully it was, I can DJ it up over here. This is an hour-long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. If you're joining us for the very first time, say hello on whatever various streaming platform you're on. I think it's just the uh, – yeah, I think it's either YouTube or on the Mexican Soccer Show which is a Twitter. Is that even go? Is this still called Periscope? I don't. I don't know if it's going away. They keep thinking it is, knows. but it's still going on. So we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll start. Mr. Cesar Hernandez, join us yeah. today. We're back with the live Cesar and Carlos yeah. Justis, of course. Who's got his own Carlos Justis TV? Just FYI, not radio. Carlos <laughs> Justis TV. <laughs> for for the for the time being, you can still find me on TV. So <laughs> Carlos Justis TV. You know, and Cesar football, not baseball. Cesar football at Cesar. Yeah, football. not baseball. Even the, yeah, because you know I've talked about it beforehand. But sometimes people online get me confused with a, a baseball player uh, who shares my name, and sometimes they'll like send me messages and be like, "Hey, great game, man!" I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, whatever, man. <laughs> Just do what I can." <laughs> no, you're not the only Cesar Hernandez in the world. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. Carlos isn't in the, 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 the only Carlos Justis in the world. I mean, when I get confused, I get confused with my dad. So I, <laughs> there you yeah, go, I, right? I really appreciate that. <laughs> I could say I'm the only Wiso Vasquez. There is a Wiso out there. I'm not going to lie. He's a uh, Puerto Rican. He, he's he got Wiso on his Facebook, and uh, it's kind of nice. Anyway, all right. Well, for joining us, say hi on the chat. We have a lot, a lot to cover today from the Ligia craziness of the games that we saw over the weekend. But first, we're going to talk all about the national team. Lots of news coming up. Get ready because the stint of over 25 games this year, I think, for the national team. And then another three that were just added for the Trio Olimpico. You know, they uh, – yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot. And it all starts in about two weeks. Saying hi already to who's on the chat. Saying hi to Alex De La Rosa joining us. And Luis G saying that the kit – Drip with yeah, I got the uh, <laughs> everybody always talking about this jersey in the '98 jersey that uh, everyone loves and and uh, everyone compares to anytime Adidas comes out with anything, they'll just say it's not like the '98 jersey, but that's that's pretty cool. So uh, what are we wearing today, boys? What do you guys have? I have the brand new uh, Oakland Roots jersey. Oh, uh, great! Looks great. Oak- the Oakland Roots just, uh, they actually debuted with this one on the USL on the loss to the Phoenix Rising uh, last week. And then they'll be, I think they're playing this Sunday, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, expect, expect some content out of it because, you know, the whole, the whole story of the Roots is, is kind of cool. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, go, you, what about I Cesar? My, I have my uh, pickup soccer league, which I haven't played in like, it's not even like a league, what, what it's just a pickup group. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played with them like in over a year, but they're called Bridge Barcada. I'm wearing the Bridge Barcada jersey. It's pretty there you cool. Go, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, they don't they don't play professionally, but we have had some professional players drop by uh, playing with Bridge Barcada. So that's always been was, kind of fun. was uh, Donovan? No, it's it's a uh, Christina Birkenrode from Rayadas. Yeah, uh, Landon awesome. Donovan. Uh, we've had uh, some people over from 1904, and some of them are involved with like you know some stuff in like France. So yeah, no, it's it's good times. Well, it was good times, and hopefully, I got, I got my I, my second dose last Monday. So hopefully, within a few weeks, I'll be I'll be joining them again. There it is. There it is. All right. Cool. Cool. Let's let's just start. Let's 
we have lots and lots of cover and uh, starting with the national team. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's going to be a lot, a lot of games, but everybody's been talking about this all of a sudden on a random Friday, Sessa and I were talking about a lineup drop, which I don't remember a lineup ever dropping on a Friday from the national team, which when that happens, there's either a lot to talk about. They don't want to deal with it because it's Friday or there's some kind of, you know, some players that are missing, but here it is for everybody to see block out our faces and uh, the big talking point is Mr. Chicharito not being there now. Mind you, this is the games. Uh, these are the na- the the friendlies that's going to happen, right? And then the Nations League, which the uh, very important tournament that was just added now in the calendar. So lots and lots of people kind of talking about why there are a few players that are missing. But the big talking point, Mr. Chicharito not being there, having already seven goals in, what, four games? Is I guess what everyone was kind of freaking out about. I I'm not I'm not necessarily that worried, but I see you, Carlos. How would you like this list? And then you know your thoughts on why Mister CH14 is not there since he's scoring so many goals. I mean I think the list is consistent with what uh, Tata Martino has been calling. There's not there's not a lot of surprises. I mean a couple of names here and there that were added mainly from the roster from from the Olympics that were missing there. Now they're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, I mean to again I feel like. It's it's weird because a lot of people always want the players are in their best form to say it in a certain way or like oh who are playing the best, but most of the time when you're creating a team, if even if you have those like up and downs, but the level stays kind of similar by you doing that, you're actually breaking up the chemistry and and it's it sounds weird and and, and it's silly to think about it, but mm-hmm. you have a group that you work with. It's, it will be like us having to do you know we don't we do this often and all of a sudden like we start plugging other people from other places and and they don't have the same relationship if they never seen each other before uh when you've seen each other before and it's just you know a name for a name like i'm not here sometimes you have you have some some of the people here like it makes sense but if because i'm an invitee but you're the main you're the main core of mexican soccer show and that's how you should think about the national team you have to have your core players are the part of the group that nata needs to work with Yes, there'll yeah. be players that will come in and out because they don't have, or they're not a, a top form, and, and that's always going to happen. And with Javier, I, I mean, I've heard this story already a lot uh, about that indiscipline that happened a year and a half ago, and that's mainly the reason why he's out. It has nothing to do with the form. It has nothing to do with him being the leading scorer in national team history. But you know, if it's if it's really about that, then it is what it is and he's not going to get called yeah and for building off of what, what what carl said there too just like i think running a national team would be a lot easier if you literally just chose the most talented players and boom that's it you know that's it there's 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 something much more significant than that and obviously you can't just throw chicharito back into the mix and assume everything's going to be fine you know and also i do think as for what he's doing on the field i i've been impressed but i do wonder if it's just just like slightly too early. I'm not saying it's way too early, just but it's just slightly too worried, you know. And I'm not, I'm not worried about him missing out on two friendlies and two Nations League matches. What I'd be more worried about is if he continues on this form and if he were then left out of the Gold Cup. I think that's when we can really start to ask questions, start to wonder, okay, like what's happening behind the scenes? You know, is it that indiscipline thing? Is there something? regarding that whole rumor of, you know, him not liking, you know, where some of the money was going out of sponsorships or whatever that was, all those rumors were, you know, back in the day. But I think, I think if he continues to score, if he continues to find the back of the net, and if he still isn't called up to the gold cup, I think that's when you can really start to question what's happening. And also you're, you're potentially asking him and Efrain, uh, because uh, uh, Efrain uh, Alvarez was also, was also left out of the roster. 
Uh, but you're, you're asking to leave the galaxy when I think they both seem to be filing, finally following through with their expectations. And I, I think you kind of let them stay for a little bit longer. I, I, I think you continue to let Chicharito yeah. find his for the galaxy and you continue to let Efrain get minutes. Cause I mean, in the last game with the galaxy, I was pretty impressed by him. I thought he was having a, a very, very good game. So I think you just let him stay there with the, with the club for a little bit longer. And then we'll see what it looks like over the summer. I have a simple solution for all this Ch Chicharito drama. And when I looked at it and I wasn't really that worried one, these lists have to come, you know, it, you know, almost weeks in advance too. You know, yeah. getting the okay, getting everything coming in. Chicharito, you take three weeks ago, he wasn't. It was we barely started scoring. You know what I mean? So was yeah. anyone thinking Chicharito was going to be in any list at all? The way that he was coming in, not at all. When that gets turned in, then Chicharito starts scoring the first week. Then he got a hat trick the second week. Then two more goals. He's already at five goals in three weeks. Like I really don't think. I think it's also have to do a timing that. It wasn't necessarily on Tata's radar when lists have to be turned in, you know, almost a month before the game start. And then therefore, you know, Chicharito all of a sudden starts seven goals in three weeks. Like, I honestly think that that's either it. There's someone is asking, can you explain the, the discipline? Carlos, what? I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's been like a year, but what other, what discipline was it from a while back? Yeah, um, I I don't know if you guys remember that famous party in New York after yeah. after the friendly yeah the brunch uh, the brunch. Well, <laughs> in 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 that in that trip, the the rumor is because again I I've never I haven't confirmed this. This I've heard this from several colleagues. This is not my information. Uh, Javier actually flew somebody in, uh, a, a woman. He flew somebody in from whatever she was. Flew flew her in. Put her in the same hotel as the national team. Yeah, I remember and, that. And made somebody from the national team, somebody who worked for the national team, go pick her up and bring her over. When Tata Martino finds out, he actually not only, you know, puts Javier out of the lineup and out of the call-ups, but they actually fire that person. That person no longer works with the national team. Um, and I, that's one of the main rumors of why Javier hasn't been able to come back. And it, it's, it's also, you know, he's breaking protocol, he's breaking team protocol. And then obviously, you know, that costs somebody their job. So that, that's part of, of that rumor. Again, I don't have that, you know. The cheese making and the, the, uh, 3MZ, 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 short story. He got the person charged in logistic fire. But he was saying, Chicharito was saying that he wanted to come back to the national team. And he's been saying that, you know, he'll play and he'll, oh, he'll never go back to it. If if there was something there, he was already coming. He should already know. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what was interesting, though, was, uh, was over the weekend, I believe it was uh, Katia Casorena who asked him a question after the Galaxy win and the post-game press conference, she was asking about, you know, his goal-scoring form and being left out of, you know, uh, an all-trade call-up. And, I mean, he made it quite obvious, saying that, yes, it's an honor for him to, you know, wear L3's jerseys and he'd be excited to get a call-up. But if he's not getting the call, that's fine because he's focused with the Galaxy. And he seems to be doing quite well with him this year. You know, if, you know, if you've read some of the articles uh, about him, really trying to refine his form from uh from late last year like you can see you he's definitely a much more motivated person and i think a lot of that he has to find through the galaxy first and then later on you know potentially with l3 so i think either way he seems to be pretty happy with his, his situation over over in the galaxy and things seem to be working out quite well for him chicharito scoring and he does he's not called for those you know for the summer that we're about to have then that's where I'd be a little bit worried. I'm like, okay, if that's it, then just come out and say it. Because of the yeah. discipline, I don't want somebody in my team. All right, cool. That's it. It's always this 
think we're trying to figure out why these players aren't called, you know, or, or I guess, you know, you remember the Carlos Vela saying that he doesn't want to be a part of the team. Okay. That's different. Right. But when you're not calling teams that are on and we'll see, and that's where here comes, you know, the, the problems, if the PR problems that we have, but, um, but anyways, uh, another person that is on, that is on the roster that everyone's just kind of talking about is Raul Jimenez. Right. Yeah. And Raul Jimenez being on very, I, I was actually really surprised that he would, completely beyond because from what i know from from what i'm reading and kind of kind of hearing you know there's still some very important tests that are going to come out that are not necessarily saying yes he's going to be ready to go you know he can't head the ball there is no way raul would be playing in any of these games like a hundred percent that's zero chance i think he's going for the re same reason that he went last time to continue to be with the team have you know be a part of it be a part of the process be a part of the like I said before, there's meetings that come out. There's tactics. There's you know when he's ready to come back. He hasn't missed out on the national team, and I think I think this roster is not your normal 23. It's like 30, right? It's a uh, it's, 30, it's 31. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah, it's just, it's just like what you said there and what Carlos has said that just like yeah, it's just about getting this group together, still kind of having that dynamic and and we'll see with Jimenez. I mean that uh, according to I think Wolves said uh, I think it was uh, Nuno Spirito Santo said that the test is supposed to come out I think tomorrow actually if yeah. I remember correctly um, that'll kind of uh, shed some light on how fit he is. But regardless, I think if you know we're, we're talking about you know, Jimenez, you know, we're still have to see if he'll be fit for these upcoming games. We're talking about Chicharito missing out, but regardless of that, I think Mexico could still, you know, win the, the nation's league tournament without either of those two. I think with, with Bolido and Henry Martin, I think, yes, those aren't the number one options you would immediately think of when you think of the national team. But when you're considering the opposition, the CONCACAF opposition, I think the two of them could get the job done. So I, I'm not, too worried about Mexico up top and uh, the next, you know, couple next few weeks, um, you know, before the Gold Cup. But if either of them then suffers an injury, if Martin has an injury, if Bolido has an injury, then that's when I think you start freaking out. But I, I, I think Mexico will be fine with, with the two of them. Okay, we're focusing on Pulido and Henry Martin to, to like to take us in. It. I'm not saying I'm worried, but I'm just kind of uh, like. Yeah. Bolido's scoring right now. Henry Martin. It's okay, it's Bolido. And then what did Henry Martin do? Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I know I get it, right? Okay, we shouldn't be freaking out. But it's not like that's the position that we have plenty of. And, and you, I, I actually think you don't. But exactly. it also, it also it's, you have to tackle it like that because you can't count with having Raul. Uh, another thing that I feel I feel is the reason why Jimenez is, is, is on this list is also yeah. that remember that to play in the Premier League you need to have a certain amount of call-ups with the national team mm -hmm. so in kind of like for him to actually still be eligible and make sure that you know nothing happens with contracts and things like that then you keep calling him because a very specific situation is not really you know he losing and he can practice he he probably won't you know go all out and in, in, in certain drills and things like that but he can actually practice with the team so that's that's another way of during the summer, when it's supposed to be a break with the team, he's gonna be able to have some reps with, with you know, with people that he knows, and and they need to monitor yeah. him anyway. So on, on that sense, I think that will help out too. I'm again, and I've had this conversation with Amy, just kind of offside, where I feel like this is it was such a serious injury, and I'm not saying that there wasn't. It's and right. God, he everything's okay, and he's with his family. Um, but as a fan, and it's kind of hard to be like, don't not be selfish about it, but. I'm kind of getting worried the fact that he is, you know, it's something not only serious, but 
there we haven't heard anything about it right we're waiting for another test it's almost been six months you know and at what point do, do they go okay yeah what if this test is not ready no i am not worried because if you remember the, the specific cases of, of peter check and christian kibu and they both came back and they played for years after peter check was out for a year and a half i think or a year and oh, two months know. of that yeah. And uh, Christian Kibo was out also for like 10 months, 11 months before he came back with a helmet. And they came back and they played for another like wasn't five, that six a, years. Hey, by the way, we have this much to recover like stories. It was, hey, it was, it's really bad. It'd be a year. It could be whatever when, when they already had the test and they already have the recovery. And I think that's what I'm saying. Because we haven't gotten a, hey, this is what he has. And it's going to take this long for, for, for him to come back. Which, okay, you break a knee, you're going to be gone for 12 months. You already know if you'd recover well. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because it's been six months and there still hasn't been, there's still tests to be, wait, then there's a recovery of him coming back. I, I think that's why what I, tomorrow's going to be a big day though. I think that that all, because I think there are a lot of unknowns. I think for, you know, we're not, we're not doctors here. We don't, yeah, like, we don't, we don't really know, you know, the, the extent of these, of these injuries, but I think, if tomorrow is going to shed some serious light on how big of a deal this is or isn't, hopefully, then uh, then I get, we'll have some more answers. So I think right right now it's just continuing to play the waiting game and just you know keeping your fingers crossed that maybe he will be ready yeah. by this summer. I'm not saying getting you know minutes uh, you know up against like the U.S. against a potential final for for the Nations League, but maybe maybe by this summer, ho hopefully he'll be he'll be getting some minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, even in I, I think it'd be even too soon, almost by the summer. Like let's, I, I honestly don't think Raul will play at all until uh, maybe fall. If we get lucky, <clears throat> or I, even I, more. I don't think I don't. I don't expect him with the national team. Um, if everything goes well as, as it's supposed to be, I expect him coming back with the Premier League. He'll, yeah, you know, he'll do the whole Slowly. process with it, and then in August, September, when the league starts, he'll start getting minutes and then eventually, you know, come back There's, to the roster. If, I think that's the best case scenario. Qualifiers in November, you know, September, October, November, maybe. And then that's if everything goes okay. Because, yeah, summer is right around the corner. We'll see how. Uh, I'm, I'm really saying, do these kind of videos every week. We're trying. We're trying. There's, there's <laughs> busy stuff. There's, uh, Carlos, when, when, do you go to, when do you go to Japan? I leave on July the 17th. Um, All right. And July I'll be back on August eighth. And you're taking all of us, right? Where you I can fit up. all of us. You can fit all of us in, in your luggage. We'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> we're 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 short people. We'll figure it out. We'll, well uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be crazy. Um, I this is actually gonna be my third Olympics. I I did London. I did uh, Rio, and and then oh, this will be my third Olympics. And awesome. I and I'm looking forward to it in the sense of you know work wise. I also looked up because the first first time Mexico is actually gonna being this like the soccer part is actually mm -hmm. going to be in the city where I'm at, even though I was lucky enough to be in the gold medal in Rio, that it's one of the craziest games I've ever been to. Um, but it's still going to be very, you know, I, I think about it because a lot of people joke usually like, Oh, you should come. And it's like, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be very, very tight. Like I, I it's going to be a point where I'm going to be going from the venue, whatever I'm doing, go back to the hotel. And that's going to be for like two, three weeks. So, you know, I'll give you posted. <laughs> I'll give you posted. But Amy's it's, saying it's, humble hashtag humble brag by Carlos uh, in uh, in the way he is. No, I you know just as long as you fit us in seven p.m. Pacific time for the Mexican soccer to give us the updates in. <laughs> yeah, what time would that even be out? Like I have no idea. Well, like, hey, Carlos, I, I, I measured today. Uh, noon in the Pacific coast is four a.m. in Tokyo. 
You know, I'm thinking no. we should do Mexican soccer show at noon. Uh, during yeah, the yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And just text Carlos be like, hey, if man. you have something canon, hey, you know, 4 a.m. Uh, over there. I mean, I don't know when my days are going to start, but if it's uh, maybe if it's like at 2 p.m. and it's 6 in the morning for me, I'm probably going to be getting up anyway. Like, just <laughs> that's the nature of the beast. I think we did a Mexican soccer show when I was in Russia and it was like 5, 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. I think you were hosting it. I was, I was yeah, so ever, tired. Ever, ever, like, ever thinking like, Lisa shouldn't be on this. You're just like struggling. You're just like, it was, the, it was the it was the germany win and i remember that it was uh and i actually flew to paris and it was the day before and i'm just like oh my gosh it was i think it was like three in the morning i gotta get on but yeah commitment <laughs> commitment all right uh amy said bring back ramen please okay, that's okay. Uh, yeah that's, 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 that's all right um continuing with now schedule wise for the mexican national team if you don't know mexico plays iceland on the 29th it got changed it was the 30th on saturday the 29th then four days later in denver the semifinal mexico versus uh costa rica then four days later which is hopefully the uh the final uh first time the powerful u.s team with pulisic and all the europeans will finally face the the little minnows of CONCACAF Mexico and see how they do because it's been played out that this team's going to be killing. I think it should be an interesting game there at uh, in Denver. Um, and then right after that, there's a friendly on the 12th in Atlanta against Honduras, right? And I think I think that's it, right? No, no, then Nashville. Yeah, Nashville on the 30th. Um, and that's against Panama. So those are the the, the you know the the sum games that they have. And then I think there's going to be an early July game. So, um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's lots of friendlies coming up. And then you go right into what what's the uh, the the Gold Cup that starts the the middle of the teens of July. Carlos flies to to Japan for the for the Olympics. Then the in the middle of the Gold Cup, the Olympics start. Then hopefully we keep going. So, you know the the Olympics. Um, if you're in Texas, you're lucked out because the first three matches are in Dallas, and then after that, I think it goes. Uh, I think it goes Phoenix, and yeah. then Dallas again. No, yeah, Dallas again, and then the semifinal. Yeah, the semifinal. I think it's in the Cotton Bowl, and the final is in Las Vegas. So yeah, because someone, someone in the YouTube chat said, "Are you guys planning on going to any of the games this summer?" I think for me, hopefully. Hopefully, assuming Mexico qualifies for the quarterfinal, hopefully uh, we'll be hanging out with Luis over there in Phoenix, and then I uh, maybe the yeah. final over in Las Vegas. But yeah, well, think, yeah. If you want to host us, just let us know. You know, um, especially if you're in the uh, Dallas and uh, in the Houston <laughs> and all those areas, you know, we'll heist bitter. Cesar will come and talk soccer and uh, yeah, we'll, well, i'm sure kim i'm sure kim will be uh will be fine with that you know i'll help i'll you know that that'll be the, the highest bidder can then that could help with rent over here i'm a great cook it'll be fantastic we'll have a great time Hi-sefer. i'll bring my guitar we'll, there you go. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> hellos keeps asking these questions and his name is hello does mexico really stand a chance against these u.s man euro stars full of bench riders and second division players Apparently so. Apparently so. And also, you know, there's we, no guarantee. There's no guarantee that Mexico is going to qualify for the for the Nations League final. There's no guarantee. Oh my that god! It's national Costa team's Rica. One of the worst Costa Ricas I've ever I like, just, seen. Let's know. not let's not get ahead there's of no ourselves. Guarantee the U.S. is going to qualify. It's they got to play Honduras. There are no guarantees that either. You know, you know what? Maybe Mexico will be facing the U.S. in the third, in the third place, place match. match. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But you know, well, weirder, luckily, weirder things have happened. If all of, if anybody's going to the matches, go to PVA Bunch of Shame plug. Um, you can buy tickets there already for the. Um, I 
most of the matches that are there, except for I think the final and third place match. And there's uh, there's some discounts there too. So my friends at VS Army already have tickets to go in La Porra de Mexico. All right, let's talk uh, really quick. Mexicans abroad. Um, big big news. Let's see what what's some big news. Oh yeah, Mr. Diego Lainez and Andres Guardado getting a win and. One more win, they stay in the Europa League. So it'd be good to see Linus in the Europa League next year. Also, Guardado, that bet these teams, like my new favorite team, not only because I'm following Diego Linus and, and Guardado, but it is exciting to see them. They, I think they've only lost like one game like in the last month, two months. After Diego Linus started playing, they've only lost one game. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's, he's he's not everyone's expecting him to do to score these goals, but he's doing what he needs to do playing. Um, and uh, it's an exciting team to see if. You go into the Europa League. Uh, Hector Herrera, has it finally, and, and I haven't really paid attention. It's close. It's close, right? It's close. It's very, very close. He could potentially win uh, that La Liga title with Atleti, um, which obviously, I mean, yes, I mean, Ache Ache is like no longer a guaranteed starter. I mean, it looked like he was a guaranteed starter for a while. Then he came back, and he kind of looks like he's more of a bench player. But still, he has a presence on this team. He's he makes an impact on this team, and he could potentially win a Liga title. So it's something not to overlook. And also, so related to that too. But Nesta Araujo, um, him and Salta Pica, they defeated Barcelona two to one in an away win too, uh, which was incredible. Um, shout out to them, and also Chacho Codet, their manager over in Salta Vigo, who just a few years back he was coaching about. 30 miles, 25 miles south of me over here uh, with uh, with Cholos over in Liga Mekis. So quite impressive to see uh, not only a former Liga Mekis manager do that, but also someone like Araujo uh, getting the win over over Barcelona. If VRL win the Europa League, would Celta take the UEFA Conference League spot? That's a good... I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I I need to go. I need to check how many teams from Spain can make it into into Europe because I know I know for a fact in 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 England that will be the case, uh, and I think that that's the case. If Villarreal ends up yep. winning the, the the Europa League, I think that's a that's a Champions League spot, isn't? It? No, it's a it's it's another Europa League spot. Another yeah, Europa, yeah, that's a good question though. Good question. We'll uh, make sure our also, production team answers it. Really quickly, uh, we could have a uh, Mexican playing in uh, another Mexican playing in the Champions League next season. Um, so over in uh, Belgium, uh, Arteaga's uh, Genk, uh, they won another game and we'll have to wait on other matches. It looks likely that his team's going to clinch a spot um, in second in the Belgian League. And that means that they'll be in the qualifying stage for the Champions League next season, which it is in the Champions League group stage. It'd be like one or two stages away, but that's pretty big. I mean, that's yeah. very, very exciting. And that's not, not nece necessarily a, you know, when we talk about the Mexicans abroad, you don't necessarily think about Ardeaga really quickly. You don't think about someone playing uh, somewhere in, in Belgium, but that's a decent opportunity. And who knows, maybe, you know, later on this year, we could be talking about Ardeaga getting Champions League minutes. So yeah, okay, keep an eye on that too. Let's go. Let's go. Did Chucky also take away who Juventus's uh, champion spot over the weekend from, uh, from Napoli winning, I think that uh, I, I think I was reading something like, something like that that Barcelona lost because of Nestor Araujo. Chucky took <laughs> Juventus win. Or, uh, Is that their, what, I don't uh, I don't I don't remember. I'll have to. Yeah, have to it's, look, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just the USA. You know the rivalry with there. All <laughs> right, all right. Uh, big weekend in for there. Some Euro leagues. Yes, yeah. It's it's coming about to be an exciting 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 week, guys. So Mexican bronze keep going, um, and yeah, I mean. 
I mean, that's that. Let's let's dive into Liga MX. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the powerful, entertaining League of the Americas, if I have to act over the weekend. Because, <laughs> I mean, when, when you look at some teams in the biggest game, uh, I'm sure there's some Americanistas here who, for some reason, feel like, you know, it's they at least have their head up high that they they went out. But I'm still thinking these I mean, uh, you shouldn't you're, have been in that situation talking, anyway. You're talking about Amy, right? Oh, is that is that? Nice? <laughs> she's not allowed to come in. I mean, let me get to let me get to the comments so we come in. But let's chat. Let's chat. Liga MX. The craziness that happened over the Liguilla. Um, a great set of games. You know, the the wild cards as Americans like to call it. And then now this first, you know, elimination games where it was. I thought it was all all, all four games are great. Um, but let's talk the first one. And America trying to do what needed to do in the and uh, yeah, like so. Uh, Cesar Carlos, yeah. did you, I, I, for some oh, reason, uh, I, everyone thought that we we're gonna score goals. If we look at all our predictions, we're like, it's gonna be, I, I really think it's gonna be a close game for it, but I didn't think it was gonna be this close. But it was an amazing game. No, go ahead, Carlos. I've been blabbering for a while about the Belgian, uh, I, I, Belgian I feel, soccer sound. <laughs> I feel I actually feel like it was way too, like a lot more goals than I, than I expected. I mean, the results not being a you know it, it's a two goal difference, and they end up tying on on the on the aggregate, and and Pachuca makes it on away goals, which which is crazy. Um, but I think America did what they needed to do too late. But it, no. you know, it's a way of seeing it because at the end of the day, you're going out in away goals, and they they did score as many goals as they needed. They just you know that, I think that penalty from Bruno Valdez is really what you know, puts a dagger down on, on, on America. But I think overall, it, it was a good tournament. One thing that I was really confused yesterday is like somebody was telling me like, oh, because America choked. And I was like, I think that's kind of disrespectful towards Pachuca. Like, we yeah. know, we know in Liga MX that once the Liga starts, it doesn't matter whether you had 25 points, two points, mm-hmm. whatever. At that point, you become a contender because you only need to. And, and after the game they had against Chivas and the game they had previously to get into the Liga is like, Okay, all of a sudden these guys are actually playing. Like all that talk we had at the beginning of the season when they were horrible and they were gonna get out rid of Pesolano and this thing's not gonna work out. All of a sudden, like it started, you know, erasing little by little. And and I always talk, and I think I, I one day with Cesar, I said momentum like 60 million times on one of the episodes <laughs> on the previous. But that's what it is. Like right now, Pachuca comes into the into the Liguilla with momentum and they beat Chivas which wasn't doing great, but they obliterated them and, and it yeah. just shows where they are. Then they re- take a big win against America at home. And to me, that's a little bit more on Solari. It, it's a part of Solari's tactics and execution. You know, it was just a mistake and, and it happens, but you gave a game away. But also thinking that you have the second leg, because that's another thing of like why you, mm-hmm. you know, if Solari had known that that game was do or die, he would have, you know, probably presented it differently. But no, he, he knew it was two legs. So he put a certain lineup, a certain weight of tactics and it didn't work out. Pachuca comes and, and obliterates him on the first leg, and then he tried to make the best of it on the second one, and he just gave us a really entertaining game, which is what I really appreciate. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it on Twitter, and I think it's an unpopular take to give credit to both sides, but I'm going to give credit to both sides. I mean, credit to Pachuca for, I mean, one of the themes of the last few weeks is that you can't take them lightly. I mean, that's just now mm-hmm. something that's that's very, very like obvious is that you can't take them lightly at all um, in this playoff uh, you know, run right now. And America... I mean, if, if if you looked at this game just by itself, if you looked at it outside of, you know, what's happened so far in the playoffs, I mean, that was a very good game from them. That was an incredibly entertaining game from them. And I think that regardless of what happened in this series, regardless of the fact that they went out 
um, through to not having as many away goals as Pachuca. I mean, you have to give him credit for the season that they've had so far you know, under Solari. And it seems like the project is really, really promising for them. I know there are yeah. a lot of high expectations with America and in America, it's you either win the title or it's a failure. And I know a lot of fans are thinking like, oh, it's a fracaso. It's a fracaso. Like that you, you can't be doing this. But I don't know. I've it's I, I, yeah, I, no, no. You, it could be all of them. It could be a fracaso, mm-hmm. but you did. It, 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 it was a fracaso. America with the team that it has, with the roster that it has, how well it was doing during this whole season, did not make it to the semifinals. But it was a very entertaining game. And I've, you know, I think an Americanista I follow, um, her name is America. She said, like, like you you wish your teams had was like my and it, like it really America played it was that that they needed to get stuff done and they went out there and they tried as much as they can and they scored those goals and it was an entertaining I'm not a fan of either team but I, I kind of want America I'm like you know what you deserve it for going out but again Pachuca was did what they needed to do and scored more goals and and uh, that's I think that's the Liguilla we want that's the games that we want when you're taking it off because that's going to make the football better everyone's going to be watching and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what America is, will do with Solari. You know, I have a friend that doesn't follow Mexican League, and he was around my house last night, and we watched some games. And uh, he was like, Solari's, Solari's in Mexico? And he's just like, what? You know, he, he doesn't watch Liga Mekis, and we were watching, he's from Costa Rica, huge Costa Rica fan, and that's why I was watching the Classico late at night with him because he was watching some, you know, he said, hey, I'll, 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 can I watch, you, you want to watch the, the Costa Rican Classico? I'm like, yeah, watch some Liga MX with me. And we're both going, and we had an amazing, like, six hours of, of soccer. And he was telling me, he's like, I don't even understand why Solari's in Mexico. Like, it's a huge deal. And we're, those are the type of coaches somebody was saying right now, more managers, right? Like, there's a lot of... Solari, you know, and, and kind of means saying Aguirre and Busa teacher wash, but you know, we'll do that. All right, just saying the future looks bright. Again, it's fracaso, but you can be like, all right, next year, you know, we'll see what happens after Cruz Azul doesn't take the title this year. So, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, I mean, I think also like, uh, I mean, if we're, if, we're, if we're looking at Aguirre, if we're looking at Solari, like I'm, and I know obviously in Liga Mackey's things can change quite quickly with rosters, and you know, someone from I think it was from from Tudene tweeted out that you know. Maybe Ochoa is going to be looking over at some options in MLS, and maybe he will be going over there. But I mean, nonetheless, like I'm interested to see how some of these teams look that have a real preseason. I'm not just saying like a coach shows up in the winter, boom, 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 tries to figure things out. Um, you know, early in 2021, I want to see how Medica looks like after full preseason during the summer. You know, I want to see how Monterrey, you know, look like um, after a full preseason over the summer. So I'm I'm, I'm interested by, by some of these projects, you know. Yeah, I, I still feel like you're gonna see a lot of them. Um, if you see that, if you see them on this game compared to to the rest of the season, and to me, that the only problem is like why we can't see that more often. And and right, I get it. Right, like, right, you're always looking forward to oh how it's gonna be in the Liguilla, and you have to be ready for Liguilla and all this. But if they they're capable of doing these like having these games, like I I just ask why in you know week five, week seven, we don't see that. And yeah. then, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with these specific two teams. But the same thing could happen to them. They could have a really awesome season. They could have a really entertaining Liguilla and find a team that, for whatever reason, that night has the best mm-hmm. night of their life and stop losing <laughs> 4-2. And then, what, are you going to say, oh, it was, you know, it was a failure. They tied 7-7 with Pachuca and <laughs> got away on, on the way goals. They're yeah. a failure. Like, to me, that's the only part where, you know, yeah, I, understand sports, it, right? I, understand the criti- I understand the criticism as a fan, but it's like, they literally tied five, five, 
<laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, hey, I mean, that's that's sports, right? The good thing is that you can just wait two months and the season starts. It's not like a World Cup where you're waiting four years. And 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 I mean, that's what that's why the beauty of the playoffs are. I mean, that's that that American system of playoffs is you know you're gonna get these types of games. So uh, we're getting there. Before we keep going. Somebody asked, what do you think about Jorge Sanchez and Luis Rodriguez? Who's going to, who's going to be a starter in Qatar 2022? And the oh, reason why we have to answer this is because yeah. any of you answer my questions, I'm leaving the stream in and I'm following your account. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him to, to come back. So, sorry, Javier, there's a lot of stuff going on, but uh, that's, a, that's tough. I mean, that's so it's, far ahead. Jorge Sanchez. It's, it's tough because I think I in I theory. I are going to start. <laughs> When I when I look at the like uh, the ideal eleven for for Tata, you know, I'm not saying my own ideal eleven, but when you look at the ideal eleven for Tata, like it's pretty exciting for the most part when you look at most positions. When you see what can happen up top, when you look at the midfield, but then w- the the one big question mark for me though is when I look at that right back position because I feel like Mexico by now should have someone Miguel like Ayun. Jorge Sanchez or a Mosso. Or maybe some, or maybe Vladimir Lironia, maybe a couple. You never know. Like he's still a decent option. Like that will be able to surpass, you know, Shaka. And I and I felt like someone should have already surpassed him by now. But I feel like there's something there that clearly Tata liked about him. You know, previous, you know, it, it's something that you know Tuca liked about him. There's something that you know Osorio liked about him. And I feel like Mexico should be ready to move past him. We should have a new younger option stepping in there, but. I don't know. I would not be surprised if he's still Mexico's starting right back in 2022. And I'm just hoping that one of the younger guys surpasses him by then. I actually think with Cheka, uh, I think he's been consistent. That's the difference. A lot of people yeah. don't like him, and there's things, you know, there, there's a lot of things. Like, like his bald head, man. I think this is <laughs> he's not a good-looking guy. Let's be honest. I think that's what it is. People just don't want him. That could. I, I mean, that honestly, could be like, they just think he's like he looks like a he looks like he. he People are mean that way, man. Like, that guy's not a good-looking guy. Like, like this guy's a soccer player? Like, <laughs> he looks like your typical Cholo typecasted from, like, Hollywood to be the Cholo in every movie. Like, it's, you know, anyway, sorry. I have to throw and, that in there. Like, and, people... and then here comes Jorge Sanchez, you know, with, you know. Yeah. With his, with his it, it's like... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's Anyway, sorry. But I, I'm, with, I'm with Cesar. I think it's it's one of the positions. I was actually worried on the central defender. I think little by little that, you know, it seems to have some options. Uh, to replace Hector Moreno, and and that's that's a good thing, especially you know looking at that U23 roster, you can see that there's at least two or three of them. I don't know if it was a pull, but I will get to that point. Me uh, just personally, but I, I think Johan Vasquez is is a good option. He has a little potential to move it to that starting position. But on the right back, again, there there's there's very few options coming out. To me, the most exciting at one point was Alan Mosso, but then mm. you know he's had his you know he has up and downs and. I mean, who knows? Maybe he has some amazing Olympics and he ends up going to a different place and, and you know, re- reshaping himself and, and coming and coming into there. But I, I honestly think that a lot of the the the, the comments on Chaka or the problem with all that people throwing Chaka is that, and this is more of the sign of the scheme, like because they push him so, for, so far forward. And I yeah. always said the same thing with Ponce in, in Chivas. Chivas fans give Ponce a lot of crap for, for a lot of mistakes. And I'm like, well, he's trying to help you out forward. So, yes, he's yeah. out of position. So, if somebody mm-hmm. else loses their mark or if somebody else loses the ball, are you really expecting this guy to run 80 yards back and help you out? And usually the answer is like, well, but Alfonso Davis does it. And you're yeah. like, 
No, well, yeah. <laughs> how, how many Alfonso Davies is there in the world, man? Or, or Roberto Carlos. Or Capoe, like, Ricardo he, Sorio did it. <laughs> <laughs> he did it well, too. But he usually played on the, for example, Ricardo Sorio was usually a center back when they play him on, on the, at least on their, you know, on their La Volpe, there was, it was a five. It was a five. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So, Everyone remembers a five. Yeah, that's why you could do that. So, yeah. so, so you can think that those things can happen here. You know, it's, it's tough, but I, I honestly, you know, see Chaka still holding that position unless, again, one of the new got new younger guys decides to step up in the next year. Uh, I'm fine with yeah. Chaka, man. He keeps going. Out. All right, all right, all right. Sorry. All right. So there you go. Do not subscribe. All right, Javier, <laughs> do not unsubscribe, and uh, we'll see that. We'll we'll see that. All right, continuing with the other game, my Cruz Azul. Slowly, nobody's talking about Cruz Azul. No pressure. Slowly going into this is their season to finally win a championship. We'll see where they're at. Uh, defeated Toluca. Um, I thought somehow Toluca was going to squeeze in a tie and just, you know, curse, that's it, and they're going to keep going forward, but no. But, uh, but yeah, Cruz Azul doing what they need to be doing um, yeah. and looking to be a final favorite. Yeah, I mean, there is a good comeback for them, but also I think you got to give Toluca for, for also making that an entertaining series as well. And mm -hmm. I think that, once again, after watching this, I don't, I don't think top 12 is ideal for a playoff structure, but it's tough to argue against it when you have an entertaining series like that when you include uh the luca but, but yeah credit to, to cruz azul um credit to obviously gavacita uh, with his goal and two assists but also i mean shout out to brian angulo who scored the first one for cruz azul and who has been such a clutch player for them recently i mean he was incredible for them in the ccl and he's now he, you know he getting the start up top uh you know with gavacita so he seems to be Really, really clicking up there for them. So maybe those are the two that we'll see. But then again, maybe Reynoso will also mix it up in this first leg in the semifinal series. And I wouldn't be surprised if he were to do that because he has the options to do so and uh, potentially rotate some of the players. And and I think with Cruz Azul, it's always the same thing, right? Like to me, they're never not a contender. And yeah. the, the yeah. problems with Cruz Azul have not come of them reaching the big game. The problem is winning the big game. Um, they played what is it like seven finals since since the last time they, yeah. they they lost it. So even by you know for whatever reason statistic statistically they should have won it already, and for whatever reason they <laughs> haven't. And again, like I, I see them very firm. The one thing that I might think it changed this time compared to others is that the coach they have in place. Yeah. Not only is he working, but he's he's of that generation who won the last title. So if there's yeah. somebody who, who break the curse and like all the things that will mean for the club to, to do it, it's, it's definitely with somebody like that at, at the helm. But uh, then again, them. wouldn't it be so very cool if they continue to do well, they make it to the final and then they stumble. Like that would be the most crucial thing again, right? Like we give them praise. Cabecita is like, going to get feel bad at that point. Like, yeah. You kind of feel bad about that point, but you kind of want chaos to happen. So, <laughs> well, of course, it's fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Gotta, like... eliminated on, on the next. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that. Um, Can you imagine it's a Cruz Azul Puebla final? Puebla beats them. <laughs> Thirty-six-year-old um... manager uh, Nicholas Larcamon lifts the title. There. Uh, the next. Uh, I thought it was an entertaining match and surprising uh, to some, but I I really really like this Santos. Uh, and beating Mon Monterrey, who, you know, at the beginning of the season, Vasco Aguirre, the, they had, you know, the players, Santos going through, and I'm picking him to win the whole thing. Wow, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's just like I'm, I'm picking Santos. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how I mean, it goes. Sa Santos played well in that second. Like, I thought 
they should have had a penalty uh, in that game. I think, of course, you know, Monterrey might have invited too much pressure, but you know, they're they're definitely an interesting team. They got a lot of uh, exciting young talent. You got that late goal from Ronaldo Prieto, who was just subbed on minutes earlier. But mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I I was very very impressed by them. And I mean, yeah, you you got to say that they're they've got to be a title contender now, and especially after getting this win over Monterrey. I know people have their questions over them and. You know, maybe it's going to take some more time for Aguirre to really work in his system. But no, credit credit to Santos and yeah, credit to this team who could potentially, you know, find a lot of success towards a potential title. We'll see. Um, we'll see how they do in the semis using a lot of young talent. Yeah, I, I, I've i always I've always said that, and you know, gr- growing up watching Mexican soccer, being involved in Mexican soccer and then later on, like knowing people. To me, Santos is a club that works the best in Mexico. If you really think about it, they're the most winning team in Mexico. And I don't say that because of the titles, but they exist since 1991. And they're consistently in the Like, there's very, very few times where they're not in Liguilla. Or mm-hmm. and most of the time, except for maybe a couple of years when Ludueña was there, or maybe when Jared, after the, Jared Borghetti, Benjamin Galindo era, where, where they actually won one title and then they came back. They were actually considered something, but it's always quiet. The last title they won with Siboldi against Querétaro, nobody, you know, nobody expected them to be there. And but they're always there, and and they work so well. It's a team that manages their finances very well. They're always bringing a, players. They're always bringing players from from yeah. the under divisions. It's great to work with them as media. Mm-hmm. They're they're very accessible. Like there's nothing not to like about Santos. It's just for what it's one of those teams that for whatever reason, like people just overlook them all the time, and they're always here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're def- they're definitely the kind of team where, if you were to try to guess like most seasons, like who would be in the top eight, like other than some of the obvious candidates, they'd probably be. I'm not gonna say probably for a casual fan, they'd probably be within that top eight a surprising amount of times because they're they are reliable, they are fairly consistent, and for the most part, I mean, it is pretty impressive to not only see how well run they are, but just that they more often than not, they might put themselves in a situation like this where they're just a few games away from potentially lifting up a title. So yeah, it's 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 definitely impressive. We'll see we'll see how they do in the semis. And, yeah. and think about and think about the players like right now who's the biggest star for Cruz Azul? Where everything is yeah. falling into. Where did he come from? Like yeah. It, yeah. it's it's so they always have that one player that makes an impact and 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 it becomes, now it's Gorriaran and Gorriaran might go. And then they'll find somebody else that you know yeah. nobody knows about, and then starts coming to the Mexican league and, and, and like La Rompe. Like it's so it's always been the case, and, and they always find those players. They did it with Arwin Quintero, with Chucho Benitez, with El Pony Ruiz. Like they always remember Janini, remember Janini, how random that was. We're like, who is this? Like, I don't know. And then he just like and then he did incredibly, and then I, who knows where Janini is now, actually, to be perfectly honest. But like but... it's a team that does things really well, and I think from inside yeah. and out, from the organization, um uh, you know, it's it's. I think I think you're going to see a lot more of Santos coming up in the next five to ten years in 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 all aspects of it in, in that organization that's coming in. So, it'll be interesting right, where the titles start coming in. You know, they win something now, and then you know more investment and and uh, you know it's 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 that group. So the and, only and thing. They, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And they always try to stay you know on top of things like their 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 intelligence group or their 
what I call it, their tactics, the tactics group or the tactics team, the, the Inteligencia Deportiva in Santos right now. It's a, it's a group of really young guys that study a lot. Um, um, I happen to know a couple of them. They just got a brand new sporting director that's going to start soon. If you haven't heard who it is, the announcement will be made soon, which is, again, somebody who knows the league very well and is very young. So they always, you know, again, they try to be fresh. They try to have fresh ideas. They don't fall yeah. into, this, into these big lakes that the rest of the league does where – you know, it's always the same people doing the same things. They they, mm -hmm. they work very well, and and that that obviously pays off. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they do against Puebla, though. That's the thing. That's like, especially like I'm not, I, and I don't want to like put the focus on just one player because if I had to pick uh, my top goalkeeper of the season, it would be Acevedo. Yeah, you know, to be him or or Anthony Silva. I, I'm leaning towards Acevedo, just, but there's been something recently about him. He's had a, he's had a couple mistakes and I, maybe, maybe it's just, you know, every, every goalkeeper has a couple mistakes. It's, it's, it's normal, you know, but it feels like he's had a couple of noteworthy ones recently. And I don't know, maybe there'll be another against Puebla. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, really quickly before we talk about the next matches, Puebla and Atlas, not the most entertaining match. I really was disappointing on Atlas this time. I, pulling for Puebla, I mean, for Atlas to go through and uh, just not an entertaining game. Puebla still can any, you know, ev at every point, it's like Puebla keeps surprising and who knows and it keeps going, right? I could, as much as we're talking about Santos, Puebla could go through, you know, when we're, we're looking at that. So um, here to talk, you know, about the, what's coming up next week. Santos, Puebla, Cruz Azul, Pachuca, La Ida starts in Miércoles, and uh, and then you know Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul Pachuca. Then obviously on Thursday Puebla Santos, and then Saturday and then Sunday. So uh, yeah, let's chat. Who do we have? What do you think? I really don't think people can predict what could happen just because Cruz Azul is there. Like this is not a. I felt like last season we knew. Okay, yeah, it's got to be you know on it. We'll, we'll, but I I have this. Like, this is going to be a wild semifinal. I, I, I actually, I, I actually don't want to talk too much about who I'm picking and why, because Cesar is playing on the bracket. I was about to say, you know, <laughs> Carlos, if you could tell me specifically the scoreline. If you don't game, know, each good, line. if you don't know, this is what happened on our Liguilla madness. It's a good, uh, you know, where para little boys first time just you got eliminated because of that. Because of the seating from from Cesar, for because he won as a Liguilla champion with the. You see how they have the trophy right there, Cesar? There it is. There it is. Yeah, Paradero boys gets uh, gets eliminated because of the tie. Amy got eliminated by Mr. <laughs> she was mad, man. She was she was like she tried that hard, <laughs> and she even got the goals right from America. But Owen, Diana, she he, uh, he yeah, he, I. With eight points, still got eliminated by Keith, again, who did an amazing, amazing job. On our last leg, he copied everything I did. Like, this guy's inside my head. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go for the tie just to be different. And uh, I should have went for the Cruz Azul win, of course. But he got me. He beat me. Uh, and then, you know, Carlos Jusic. This is very surprising because 11 points in, in, in this round and also beating Adriana, who's always very tough. Adriana's like the Santos. You know, they win and you're always, <laughs> she's always there, just like Carlos says. You know, I'm I'm like Leon. I win once in a while and by getting and all, I, I was pretty happy with my scores because, you know, even though I didn't nail the Puebla one, it was a one goal differential. So technically I wasn't off. 
Cruz Azul won three one, so that was a two goal differential. So I was somewhere in the ballpark with those two. So I was I was actually really surprised at myself because I never do these things right. It, it's actually funny. All of ours, you know, I I was a hundred percent sure it was gonna be like one one. Like I I don't know why, but I saw that Santos. I'm like this. Yeah, and uh, I even um, I even sent Tom a message. I was like, Tom, don't worry, you know, because he's he's always there, he's uh, w- helping out and, and working with with Santos and Atlas. And I was like, hey, Santos is gonna go through. So, uh, but yeah, look at look at all the right one one from Cesar, Carlos, we, you and Keith, everyone's got that one one. Then you know, obviously America winning, everyone had Cruz Azul, and then uh, yeah. But yeah, but the but the although semis, Cesar I mean- did have Atlas winning though, so. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, but, the, but obviously, like the semis should be pretty good. I mean, I'm mean, excited about it. I mean, uh, I think with Pachuca versus Cruz Azul, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, you look at this and you immediately think, oh, well, Cruz Azul, they're the number one seed. You have someone like Cabecita up top. But like I mentioned, one of the themes from the last few weeks is you can't take Pachuca lightly. You just 100% can't take them lightly. We've seen, uh, you know, Ismael Sosa has been, you know, finding a good run of form with them. You get the occasional goal from Roberto de la Rosa. Oscar Murillo has been one of the top defenders again. You have, you know, young options like Eric Aguirre and Eric Sanchez. And yeah. I don't know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a surprisingly close one. And I'm going to be interested to see which starters that I know so goes with for Cruz Azul in that first leg. Because we've seen sometimes those midweek games that he'll mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and and hopefully he learned from that mistake. Uh, yeah, I, st- I still think it's gonna be a, a a tight game. I mean, we saw with Pachuca coming in, coming in, it's it's it. They've been doing really well at home, uh, at least on the past two three games. So they have to be careful with. That. I said Santos need to assert their dominance with an international title, though, which is true. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what happened? I I think that the problem there is that the teams that have been able to manage that because when you see again Santos does the job very well and they and they're spending and everything but i don't think they build rosters that can compete in several exactly. at a time it's true um that's something that tigres and monterrey have been able to be a little more leisure about uh, have more leisure about it the same with america and that's why mm-hmm. those are teams that have been able to you know dominate here and there because even the time that chivas won and this is something that people were talking about it this week when the team when Almeida got that team dismantled a little bit, he was like, I'm going to forget about the league and concentrate, concentrate on, 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 it. on CONCACAF because yeah. I don't yeah. have the team to do this. And I think Santos, most most of the time, that's what happens. It's like once you have to split them between Copa, Copa champions, and, and, and the league, it's just, you know, they don't have enough firepower there. It'll be interesting for Santos looking up in that other uh, matchup, you know, going up against Puebla because I am a little worried about Puebla. It seems like there's been a sudden lack of goal scoring. Maybe it's just because there was something a little off about Ormeño, who was benched um, recently for them, but that he was brought back uh, in the, early on the first half as a sub. But still, like, there's something about them in, in a recent game where they just weren't creating enough goal scoring opportunities. And you well, saw recent game had, didn't that have to do also with a little bit of how Atlas played? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, but it was still. But like, even looking beyond that game, though, I feel like once again you kind of recognize that maybe there's a little bit too much of reliance on on Anthony Silva and net, you know, like it, that's and that's and I'm just a little I'm just a little worried about that with them. And when you look at some of the recent games, not just that one, that they just haven't had a, enough goal scoring opportunities. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just uh, I, I'm not like analyzing this correctly, but it just seems like it, Puebla within the last few weeks just haven't looked like the Puebla that I've seen earlier this season, and I'm a little I'm a little worried about that. But you never know. I mean, especially with someone like them who still, regardless of how they've looked the last few weeks, 
they were number three, you know, overall in the regular season. And in the same way that you can't take Pachuca lightly over the last few weeks, you can't take Puebla lightly at all in 2021. I, and remember that you know Pumas made it like that to the final last last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, to me, it's a very similar case. Uh, and, and same like the, the gas started falling off a little bit, but they still have enough gas to make it to the to the final. Obviously, with that crazy game against Cruz Azul in between. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was true. It's but true. but they had a horrible first leg. Like to, that that's another thing. Like everybody remembers that four zero, but Pumas lost four zero that first leg. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. they had a horrible showing. And, and in this case, you know, the same thing could happen with Puebla. They could have a horrible game on, on this first leg and tie 0-0 zero, zero, and then end up winning 2-1 the, the second leg and then make it to the final. So, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Um, I can give a I can give my prediction. So, because you guys are <laughs> facing each other. You don't want to give. Maybe this would be like a psychological thing. Like, I'm saying who this is. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Santos and uh and Cruz Azul. So they go through somehow. But for the final. That's the that's final. making it through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Santos Cruz Azul make it to the final. Wait, how does Pachuca have like 12 stars? Oh. All their international tournament on the bottom. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm gonna say like... so Carlos take notes. Pachuca wins five to eleven in the first leg. <laughs> so um, so how do they win five to eleven? Santos fifty-two to twenty-five mm. against Puebla. Mm. The first are, are you talking about the illegal Mekis? Like you start watching that? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Poor girl from Mazatlan. What a bunch of jerks! I know, right? Yeah. Put her in I, that anyway. I, I can say that because if I had played, it would have been the same thing. Sorry. Oh, I'm horrible. I it put me. I would have been like. People beat me like 21-0 too. I'm horrible at it. I can't invite uh, those gamers to meet me at the field though. There you go. Oh, <laughs> we saw we, we saw those kicks. By the way, yeah. By the way, everyone keeps talking about Carlos being part of their their team when we all face each other. I'm pretty sure he's part of the Mexican show. We already claimed him. Sorry, um, and you have nothing to say, Carlos. <laughs> but I wanted to add Amy. I don't know. She, we were talking smack about America, and she was like, "Let me in." But then she, she told said, me "Let me not. in." Like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it's too <laughs> late now. What are you? What are you embarrassing me like, for? Like Sorry. Sorry, I forgot. I, there's chats, and then there's the other chat. I don't. There's a private chat yeah, that I don't. I need to help you as much as I can. Like, he let the fire. He let the fire. And then I get, and then I get the Amy text. Like I, I, I DM'd him on Instagram, DM'd him on Twitter. Just wasn't until I got the DM on Instagram because I have my notifications on that I was like, oh wait, someone really needs me. Oh, Amy said she needs to be on. Amy, sorry, go ahead. I'm so mad. I'm so mad for so many reasons. One, I was the only person in that in that bracket to put America scoring the four goals. I was like, I believe, I do believe, but it was terrible. No, it's like Carlos said and what everybody said, like. But four goals to zero, maybe? They still scored the four goals. They, the point is, they scored the four goals. I was right. But the thing is, is like everybody is saying, like, they blew it in that first game. They yeah. Like, it was done as soon as that first game was over because you risked, you, yeah, you brought the risk of them scoring one goal. Like, I had it 4-0 because that's it. You have to score the four goals and not let them you not let yourself concede and then they and they messed up although i will say i don't understand uh the eagle eye podcast is gonna have a podcast tomorrow but they put out like a little like poll like see what you grace holati's first season and people were putting f's oh, like, it's one, thing, it's one thing to be on. upset it's another come thing to think on. that it's a full-blown 
Like, come failed. on. I, well, that's, but that's the, that's the issue with the, sometimes with America expectations is that you win the title or it's a fracaso. That's how some fans feel. It's a fracaso. They can't make it to the semifinal. But in this case, no. But in this case, like the first, I, I was telling you guys in the chat, the way the first leg was going, that first leg, I was like, man, if this is the way that they're gonna go out, like then if people have a right to be upset because it's just terrible. It's a terrible performance. You've you've made it the entire time, so that. I've come to talk with you again <laughs> because a vision softly Do we have the rights to this? Are we going to get blocked for this? Oh, that's right. We don't have the rights to this. Don't take us out. you brought me into the, into the chat, I'm gone. I'm leaving. Never mind. You know what? I'm not doing the rundown anymore. That's it. No, 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 no. Do the rundown. Oh, oh, yeah. I want to see. Sorry, 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 sorry. No. The thing is, if the first leg had gone the way that it was like if the second leg went the way the first leg did then you have a right to kind of like what's going on with Solari with second place all of a sudden just can't can't perform what's that echo there's no more echo no anyways point is I don't I don't think it was a bad season but he has to work on that defense also Bruno Valdez can give me the octagon because I'm mad at him forever uh, Bolito Coronel Rich saying, Is Amy crying about the Aguilas again? Chillona, boom. So, Wiso brings me in to play that ridiculous song, and Coronel just comes into the chat to just watch. Right, I gotta say that. something. I yesterday, didn't realize that Chivas made the quarterfiles. I'm so sorry. Yesterday, on another chat, I'm so on another sorry. Chat, we're, going over, we're going over, but I gotta tell you, this was probably the funniest comment in like rivalry history. All of a sudden, I'm in, I'm in a chat with Mr. Rich because we're doing some stuff for PBA. And, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden in this chat where there's Americanistas there, Rich is in there, I see this, hey, everybody, how's it going? How's your night going? Like a like a really odd message. And then it's deleted. And I'm like, all right, I guess Rich, you know, on a WhatsApp message, you, you sometimes make that mistake. And then it says, perdón por eliminar el mensaje como, como el América fue eliminado. <laughs> like, like, sorry I erased that message. Like, America got erased from the Liguilla. I was dying laughing. You know, that's then, like a, you know, it's like a week old joke, though, right? They did well, that for Chivas when they did got really? eliminated. Yeah, because Chivas got eliminated uh, oh, earlier than everybody else. I haven't so, heard they, that bit. Did they get eliminated? I never heard that. Anyway, so then the whole chat went off about America and Chivas, and I was like, oh, this is why I'm not in chat with America and Chivas fans because they take over. This is like work stuff. And anyway. Point so we'll is, Coronel, go watch uh, Chivas Family qualify for the final. See, there's something that you guys can all cheer about. So, there it is. Right now. All right. Nice. All right. Uh, we forgot MLS. MLS. We forgot. Uh, yeah. Chief scored. Mr. Chief Mr. scored. And Carlos Vela is, it's, it's like, Carlos Vela is at the, at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, they got it like boring. it. They gotta. It's 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 fairly amazing TikToks. Like like Liga Mekis, it's 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 not too difficult to get into the MLS playoffs. So if if fella has early season injuries, I understand if Bob Bradley wants to take his time and not you know be starting him immediately. So he only got like I think it was like twenty thirty something minutes over the weekend uh, for LAFC. So not 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 too surprised by that. But yeah. Well, uh, we have a. We have uh, Alan Pulido and Sporting Kansas mm-hmm. City visiting right. the Bay Area right. um, this weekend, and we'll see we'll see how that goes because the the Quakes, I mean, the Quakes looked really well on the on the game on the last weekend. Then they had to play the Seattle Sounders, which to me they're the best team in the West right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a re- I think it was a good game overall, even though they lost. And then having a third game two days after, I don't think the Quakes have mm-hmm. the, you know the the firepower to sustain that. So they they had a, a poor showing. 
against Portland and everybody was going crazy. And I was like, it's three games in a week. Like that's not, that, that's not physically possible. You give them a break. Now, if they look horrible against Sporting Kansas City, then there's a whole different conversation of your expectations towards the season. Because if you have bad showings against Sporting Kansas City, against Portland, and against Seattle, then it shows that you're not a contender. But we'll see. Is that going to be a record of most Mexicans in a like, MLS match? No. There's, there's, there's probably something in like... Well, no, when the Cali Clásico comes around, maybe. Yeah. Right? Because when the Cali Classic okay. comes around, yeah. you have Efrain, you have Jonathan, you have Chicharro, and then that's on, what I'm saying. I'm, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'd like there. I'm only trying to think. I'm only thinking like all of them on the field. How, the most Mexicans play in MLS. Huh? That's what I'm like. It's got to come up around with with. It has, to be, might be, it has to be the Galaxy Quakes if the, if all the Mexicans. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're include, do we are we including Mexican Americans too? Because technically that'd be Kate Cowell too. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Are you, are you jumping on that train too? You wanna? I, I've been yes. trying to recruit him. I mean, I've been trying to make calls to the federation. Like, hey, uh, U twenty. Uh, uh, do you know we there's a U seventeen over here that's you know it's massive. I'm, it's like I'm, six, I'm, like six one and like all muscle. <laughs> are you sure you don't want him? I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Cade Cal to have another good game and to put out like a semi serious tweet saying that like you know what he could. He could potentially be a good striker for Chivas. Well, you know, like, the thing, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Kate Cowell, and and I, I'm really excited. I love the kid. I think he's fantastic. Obviously, physically, you know, he's he's a specimen. He's disgustingly fast and disgustingly strong. But I, he has a lot of the things that Uriel Antuna has. Mm. Yeah. When you have a team that falls back, even though he's that strong, he just can't break. He can't break that defense. The, he's been doing well on teams that come in pressure. They leave space behind. You find him in space, and then you can catch him. Um, so I think that's something that he still needs to work on. And, and I, I always go with what Almeida said that first week when you know he got player of the week and everybody was crazy about him. It was like, he's probably the player that jumps the best, but he's the one that heads the worst. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, but like I said, like he said, like that's why you know it's like I don't, I'm not paying attention to what people are saying outside. It's little by little because he's 17 years old and there's yeah. a lot that he still needs to learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Make those calls to the federation. That's well. But uh, if the U21 yeah. wants it, I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> writing his name now, finding out what age he has. <laughs> all right all right well uh, we went way over thank you to all and all your messages lots of different messages eight people say okay hanging on uh if you're listening to us on the podcast on uh on apple podcast or on spotify thank you very much we'll continue to have these live shows again lots and lots of happening uh coming up starting next week with so many games that are happening so we'll see um all right thanks again putting for our production amy doing an amazing job she left mad at me because <laughs> i brought her on towards late so i apologize Understandably so. <laughs> as always um thank you for coming on your home is here at any time cesar glad you got the second vaccine and uh yeah we'll see what happens in the mexican soccer show and we'll see if uh you know cruz azul can keep going this is what everyone's kind of looking at so we'll see we'll see this is why Hello, this is one of my, this is one for my Cruz Azul, Roberto Gonzalez <laughs> is saying that. All right, after all, see you all later. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>